Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I'm your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he'll call you a taxi to the subway so you can go home to your little apartment. It's Arturo Zurita. As if we get a day off here, the producer's got us working <laughs> back to back to back, really. It's like we're on Spider-Verse or a Mac series. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about HR. Uh, but sorry, we did I'm consult sorry. the board, and we decided to name Amanda the Jedi the CEO of Intercut Co.'s Best of the Year So Far list. Thank Ooh. you for accepting the position, Miss Jedi. Of course. Always. I'm obviously the biggest TV watcher here. I watch all shows <laughs> all the time. Always caught up. Yes. I was in the same yeah. predicament Amanda was, which was you thought you saw a lot of shows. And then you go in there and you realize, yeah, Perfect Match, no, uh, this other reality show. And then you realize, like, none of these reality shows, as great as, and as funny and as good content as they make, uh, are going in a top ten video? Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Because it ain't, it ain't intentional content. It's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but it's yeah. reality TV. It's the new bread and butter, as David Zaslav says, so. Yeah, it might be the only thing we get if this writer's strike continues for a little while, but um, that's for another year's best of list to deal with. This year, (laughs) we are uh, talking about the best TV that we've had so far in 2023, and as you both alluded to, you know, uh, we talk about movies every year, we talk about TV every year, and I often come in with, like, probably a more comprehensive list of TV shows that I've seen than the both of you, but the movies that we just spent two hours talking about, uh, the best movies of the year so far, have been occupying so much of, I think, our collective time and attention. We've been spending more time in theaters than normally that... It's been harder to to really dive into TV this year. Um, I, do you find yourself gravitating to any specific networks or maybe some new networks as far as the TV landscape is concerned? I, I've mentioned in the past that like I seem to be watching less and less Netflix. And once again, I have no Netflix shows on my top ten. Uh, but Whoa. the network, I was surprised to see how strong their year was so far, was, was Peacock. I have a couple spots for Peacock on my list. Peacock's my number one. Really? Yeah. Uh, is that because you love Traitors, the Alan Cumming reality show? Obviously. Iron Chef. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Iron Chef. Trading. <laughs> Peacock's doing doing decent. <laughs> HBO before it became Max, obviously always there. I don't think I have any newbies in the horizon for me. A couple Prime shows that I thought did pretty well. But I think that in terms of all of the new networks, uh, rest in peace Paramount Plus because <laughs> they don't have anything even on their platform at this point. <laughs> I think we're whittling it down. I think that's where it's getting exciting now because we are seeing that uh, just a couple of years ago, last year, we mentioned how you can have a subscription service to pay for for 31 mm-hmm. days out of the month. Damn near 32 days out of the month. And now they're finally closing in. Uh, I don't know if you heard about Showtime officially officially shutting down and combining with Paramount Plus. Jesus. Yeah, folding in the consolidation. You know, I, I wanted to put a Paramount Plus show on my list, but I just had to I just had to pull it off at the last moment. So uh, wow. uh, nothing just from like Paramount Plus. <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah. 
with the uh, TV that we did watch, there are, sh I'm sure, shows that uh, you were thinking about watching or hoping to get around to, but you just didn't find some time for. Are there any shows that you want to give a shout out because you are interested in them, but you just uh, couldn't squeeze in enough time to include them in this list? Art, you have any shows? Uh, I have two that uh, it's just the, uh, the the most recent seasons. One would be Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I was able mm. to catch a couple of the Last beginning of the final season, but I did not wrap it. You know, now I realize why they had to wrap it. Mrs. Clark Kent over here has finally <laughs> moved on to bigger and more marvelous things. But uh, obviously, with Maisel wrapping up, that was my go-to show when it began. Um, another one would be From. It's on season two, and I was able yeah. to catch up on it because of Prime getting the first season. I am refusing to get Epics, which is now MGM+. Plus. They can't decide on a name. I can't decide on getting a year's worth of that. So I'm waiting for From Season 2 to get put on Prime again. But those would be two uh, series off the top of my head right now that uh, I would recommend because they had really strong beginnings, and I'm, I'm curious to see how they end or continue. Nice. Yeah, From was one of the uh, series that somebody had commented uh, saying that there was their favorite of the year so far. So we've heard from <laughs> the inner right. cuties. we got to keep it in mind. Amanda, any shows that you didn't get around to, but you know you might enjoy if you had seen them? Are the other people? Oh, no, sorry, the other two. Sorry. <laughs> the, other two. Yeah, yes. the other two. Um, <laughs> we were so close. I know. Uh, that was on purpose, don't worry. Um, Mrs. Davis, Dead Ringers. I didn't right. catch either of those, and I'm hearing Dead kind Ringers of like is another I wanted to things um yeah. probably some other stuff that is just totally escaping my mind i feel like sadly mm -hmm. the landscape of television television right now is that it is so easy for it to just and gone and before you've even noticed that a blip happened that something was there it is like fucking in the rear view and you don't mm -hmm. think about it again until someone mentions it in one of these like halfway lists or end of years mm -hmm. yeah totally i mean we're still you know living in an era of peak tv and Again, we saw a lot of networks just flooding, like April and May specifically, to get their shows in before the end of the Emmy deadline in a way that made it hard to keep up. I feel like I saw the series finale for like four different shows that I'd been keeping up with, like within two days of each other. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it became it became hard to fit it all in. I, I know that I was hoping, like you, to get around to Dead Ringers at some point. Probably the main show that I upset that I didn't get around to is Jury Duty. I've been hearing a lot of yeah. great things about it. A lot of people Wait, are counts? really enjoying it so far. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I haven't seen that one. I was curious about Digman, uh, the Andy Samberg voiced animated show over on Comedy Central. I don't know. I, I, I could use a animated comedy in my life. And then uh, I mentioned I don't uh, have any Netflix shows, but the number one Netflix show that I've heard recommended is actually The Diplomat. I caught like the first episode of, oh, but I didn't really yeah, fully yeah. dive into it. So uh, I feel like I should give it a shout out. It's apparently a pretty big hit and they're bringing back for another season. So yeah, a lot of TV that we didn't get around to, but there is some TV we did get around to. And in a little bit, we'll talk about those best TV shows of 2023 so far. But first, make sure you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod or the audio podcast available on most podcatchers. Also, follow Intercut on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at IntercutPod. Pod as well as on TikTok at Intercut Pod, which is short for podcast. We're also Intercut Pod on Patreon, where you can support the show for as little as one dollar per month. 
And be sure to leave us those juicy five-star reviews mm. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If we get to 250 five-star reviews on Apple, Art and I will come to each of your houses to watch a movie with you. You down for another road trip, dude? You know what? Make it a mini-series, bro. I'm not going to travel Let's all go. the way to just watch a 90-minute film. Bo yeah. is afraid of nothing. Minimum run time. An entire H- HBO prestige offering for Man, each one Logic? of you. Do you remember, you remember when Logic did that? He went to people's <laughs> houses just to listen to the album. <laughs> We're already in Bobby. your houses. We're in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's kick it off with the 10 best shows of the year so far. Uh, I'll do the honors and go first. Uh, my number 10 slot, I'm giving to the Boots Riley show over on Amazon. I'm a Virgo. Uh, a really insanely wow. creative show, just like full of uh, visually inventive and like philosophically inventive stuff, pretty funny, uh, led by Jarrell Jerome as a 13 foot tall young man. Uh, I love how the series adopts a lot of the visual language of like superheroes and superhero films, but uses them in completely new ways. I feel like episode three does something more interesting with super speed than anything that happened in the flash, Mm -hmm. like something that's Mm -hmm. visually interesting (laughs) and kind Mm -hmm. of emotional. There's a lot to yes. really dig into in this show. Um, I, I, yeah, I, it's a bit scattered, and I don't know if all of it succeeds as well as certain elements of it. But the things that I love about it, I think, are amazing. So I wanted to include it here. I got I'm a Virgo at my number ten. Are I don't know if you got it elsewhere on your list, or just giving give it a honorable shout out. Literally number eleven. Nice, I decided nice. on something else last minute for it. But uh, honestly, something might get bumped out, but there's a finale to a series that's going to be my number 10 that I wanted to honor a little bit more instead. But Well, well tell us about it. <laughs> Barry season four. It's either I knocked out Barry season four mm-hmm. or put it on my Virgo. So I'm glad you put it on my Virgo. It would have been my honorable mention. And I think nice. uh, you're going to have it a little bit higher as a mention. So I'll save my thoughts I on the do. finale of Barry. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Amanda. What did what just made it into your number ten? What did you have to include by default? Yeah, sadly, I'm a Virgo is one that I haven't. Uh, I caught like one episode when we were at South by, and I haven't had a chance to get further into it, so I just couldn't put it on really. Um, so I guess I'm gonna go with Shrinking, which nice. Um, I thought it was really cute, you know? Um, I think it does some stuff really well. Uh, I don't know if like it all hits as good as some of the earlier stuff does in the season. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I like it. You know, I, I'm a big fan of, um, well, this is, yeah, Siegel, Jason Siegel. Oh. Yeah, big fan. Oh, and here's Port too. A uh, big fan of Jason Siegel, and I kind of like this. Uh, it's similar, but kind of different for him at the same time. It's almost channeling the forgetting Sarah Marshall vibe of that kind of like awkward, dejected loser, except now he has to mm-hmm. pull it together because he has a fucking kid, yep. you know, like he has yeah. a teenager. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was cute. It uh, just felt a little bit more, I guess more network television y than mm-hmm. I would expect for something that's on like one of the streaming services, which I guess is just inevitably right. going to start happening. But. Yeah. It's very bizarre that like <clears throat> this show that has like Harrison Ford and Jason yeah. Siegel, who's like kind of a movie star too, just mm-hmm. has the structure and feel of like an, of a traditional th- half hour sitcom. But yeah. I don't know. There's something delightful about that. I, I got mm-hmm. it higher up on my list. Art might have it too. I know he enjoyed cool. it, but uh, honorable let another honorable mention. 
Yeah, like that should tell you how big this year is. It's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked I like shrinking. There's a lot of good stuff, uh, for sure. So uh, Art had Barry, I had Ama Virgo, uh, Amanda had Shrinking. My number nine, I have a feeling, is going to appear a lot higher on both y'all's lists, so I'll save it. Uh, but it's The Last of Us, season one. Damn, so let's it. go. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. We'll talk about it. But Art, uh, let's go back to your number nine. I have the one series that is a docu-series, that is a mini-series, the mm. Hulu original five episode, Dear Mama. Hulu's Ooh. had a really, done a really good job of having these like alternative type of like content in terms of that rap caviar series that I thought was pretty good, uh, the, the, where they broke down different artists, specifically the, tele, the creator one I thought was edited beautifully, but the Dear Mama series, bro, we, like in a, cup, a couple of years ago, before they changed the rules, this would have been considered like OJ Made in America, like that mm-hmm. massive five-hour documentary thing. But now in the era of streaming, they actually have a place to host it, and I'm glad that it is as long as it is. This is so good, like my mom was watching it. My brother was <laughs> watching it. If you have not caught this, this takes the story of Tupac Shakur, but tells it specifically from the perspective of his mom. Obviously, he's got the mm-hmm. iconic song, uh, Dear Mama, but it's really just about how her upbringing led to his upbringing and how it led to a lot of the decisions that he made but the talking heads that they that they have the way that someone will be talking about an incident or something that happened and the way they animate it no bro the we talked about uh the apple tv um documentary for uh, michael j fox and how visually the editing there is really great the sound effect editing in this is insane when someone's telling a story Bro, it's like ad-libs to how they're recounting a tale. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Dear Mama, five episodes over on Hulu. Awesome. Yeah, that that sounds so interesting. I remember you recommending it, so now I'll make sure to prioritize it. Because, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Amanda, let's go back to you for number nine. I think I'm going to go with A Small Light. I'm not completely finished it yet, but it is like... Uh, it's on Disney. It's the one where it's it's essentially about the people who uh, helped hide uh, the Frank family. Yeah. Uh, and it's I find it's really interesting because it, it just kind of shows like the level of like people thinking that they can move through different areas of Europe and be safe from Hitler. And then before long, he's knocking on on your door. It didn't really quite mm-hmm. matter where you were over there. Like Nazis were going to start showing up and start doing what they were going to do. So I think it's uh, it's been it's like really interesting how it shows that progression and very quick ramp up, just very quick ramp up. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's like really interesting. I think it's really well done uh, and it's like incredibly moving and hopefully, you know, uh, one that a lot of people get a chance to, to check out because uh, so far it's it's really, really hitting. Belle Polly is the lead, yeah. I think, in that one. I'm I like pretty sure. She's a really good actress. Yeah. Yeah, I like Belle Polly a lot. It's also show ran i believe by the person who directed cat person which uh, that movie's not out but we got a chance to see it at sundance uh maybe a, a oh. bit of a left intern from cat person but yeah I'm, I'm, i was curious about this one i think it was one of the films that was in or shows that was included south at uh, south by this year too right oh was it yeah. oh i totally missed yep. that wild yeah. they had a not that it, any of us caught it there, episodes but, yeah. yeah yeah but hey look at that more Sad. tv appearing in a lot of the film festivals that we go to but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's when i have my on my radar that'll be on my watch list cool 
All right, Amanda's number nine, A Small Light on Disney Plus through National Geographic. My number eight, Art, do you have Bupkis on your list? Bro. Dude, I need to catch up with that too. Shit. Bro. <laughs> no, uh, it is an honorable <laughs> mention. I, all right. you said, y'all said shrinking. Y'all said Bupkis. There's two yeah, we more got you comedies. Covered. There's two more comedies that I could not fit in my top ten, so I'm glad you got this one down. Dude. Season two, let's go. <laughs> it's the best thing Pete Davidson did this year, and he did a lot. He did a lot. Yeah, he did I mean, too, so much. He did too I, much. I think it's like <laughs> one of the best things that Pete Davidson has done, like a very good u- use of his like charming, goofy affableness, but also kind of griminess uh, that he is very funny, but like has this ability for dramatic pathos as well. And the show yeah. kind of careens back and forth between like very silly scenes and pretty serious scenes. But I, I think they're able to navigate it pretty well in a way that, you know, is similar in tone or maybe in pursuit to something like uh, King of Staten Island that he's done before, but just feels a lot more natural. And part of that is because he's like literally playing a version of himself. He's Pete Davidson, the big comedy celebrity but it's also it's also a show that like finds room for a lot of really interesting characters in his life he's uh got whether it's like the real people coming in for cameos like john mulaney or the people who are cast to play members of his family like edie falco and joe pesci who are excellent I, i just think it's a show that is is very it works very effectively and and is unexpectedly winning. You know, it has a sweetness that you wouldn't expect given how raunchy Pete Davidson can be with his comedy. And that's the issue. I recommended it to some people and the, the opening comes off really strong (laughs) and that may deter a lot of people. Amanda clearly has not seen the show, in which case I will just put a really big warning out there, but damn, is it funny? Uh, Joe Pesci alone, seeing him return to this type of, wise guy the the quick whips that he gives really made me want to put it but again the the number 10 and 9 spots everything else above this it just wouldn't have budged i, I couldn't put it a, a above barry or or the docuseries that i had on there but i'm really excited that it's coming back because i think it's like what he did with Staten island to the next level and it suits him really well yeah uh, i'm glad that it's coming back like you said so bupkis i have at number eight art what did you end up putting at number eight on your list Y'all mentioned it as your honorable mentions, and I did get to go through it on Prime. Starring Rachel Weiss. You you said it's with a V though. It's Rachel Weiss. Weiss? It's, well, Weiss. it's like Weiss. Weiss. It's like a Weiss. Whatever you call it, it, I call it one yeah. of the best performances of the year. And I don't even know how you uh, get nominated for two roles. Dead Ringers, <laughs> the remake of uh, a movie from the seventies, eighties. Now. 80s. Uh, put into a series about these two twin sisters who have a fertility clinic and it is insane. Both sisters uh, kind of run uh, the place in different ways because they're trying to get funding and so they have to like appease all these bigwigs in terms of Mm -hmm. how they would approach the people who come in. What would they do for the with the fetuses and such? There is some crazy stuff that happens in the show. If y'all remember from Sundance, we talked about this movie called Birth Rebirth. Mm-hmm. That, that's like that's like a that's like a throwaway moment for okay. this series, dude. Okay. 
Because it it's like it's not... technically like a remake of the Cronenberg thing, right? Like it's yes, taking... yeah. He's yeah. just like remaking all of his stuff, uh, even with Crimes of the Future and such. Yeah, and truly. Hey, I am down for that. I yeah. know many times you know people are against remakes, but when you're doing it to get like an even better performance, when you're able to flesh it out with it not being something so short, but it could be something like a series. I'm down for it, and I think this mm-hmm. is the best example of that. I think she absolutely kills it in this show to the point that she may be my second favorite performance of this list in terms of uh, nice. TV. Nice. Is it cheating yeah, graphics, I'm... too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it shows off her range, I guess, yeah, right? she's right. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, what I've seen of Dead Ringers. I haven't seen enough of it where I felt comfortable putting it on this list, but... Especially with that recommendation, I'm gonna go back to it. It's all outside. Directed uh, a lot of the episodes directed by my boy Sean Durkin, who did The Nest Ooh. and Martha oh, Marcy I May mean, Marlene. Bruh. Gonna be there you directing go. Iron Claw later this year. There you go. It's in its DNA. Yeah. Then it's good. It's yeah. very good. Good stuff. All right. So arts number eight is Dead Ringers over on Amazon. Amanda, what do you have at eight on your list? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Slip, which was one I caught nice. uh, going into South by Southwest actually. Zoe Lister. It's a really kind of weird show, and it kind of it's it's kind of like there's way too much multiverse stuff going on right now. But it is kind of like one of the <laughs> so more unique creative pers- right. approach to multiverse. It's a very yeah. unique like uh, approach to the multiverse, and it's all really being used for this person to just kind of gain a perspective of like her life and how she's living it and the people in it. Uh, and, you know, her regrets and the things that she might be taking for granted. And, like, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's really good. It's uh, very, it feels like mirror held to yourself type thing is kind of mm-hmm. what it really ends up feeling like going forward. It, it's a weird one, but uh, it's super fast to get through. So easy recommend. And um, Paige from Degrassi is in it. So my Canadians, <laughs> you have to watch it for Lauren Collins. Yeah. Uh, an interesting series to think about when you consider it's one of the first things that she made post her split from her husband. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah th- there's certainly a lot of fun in there. I think I, I think I might have preferred a more streamlined like feature film version of it. Fair, uh, I can see that. But yeah, uh, we like Zoe Lister Jones on this podcast, so not complaining. I'll give it the honorable mention and Roku. Why is Roku picking up so much stuff? We're trying to consolidate streaming platforms, and Rogue is like, yeah, but we'll do it for free, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, sure. give it to them. They're at least doing it on the cheap, picking up uh, Quibi's leftovers <laughs> and stuff That's like true. that. Uh, but shout out Zoe Lister-Jones. I know y'all kind of iffy on Bo is Afraid. She killed it in that movie. She's also oh, she's a good great. person, if you haven't caught that yet. Another recommendation that we're having in these lists over here, and I think she's back on the come-up, dude. I, I'm a big fan of Zoe Lister-Jones. Nice. All right, so Slip makes Amanda's number eight. My number seven is my second entry from Peacock on the list so far. I'm going to go with Paul T. Goldman, the comedy docu-series, sort of, from Jason Wolliner. Just a fascinating show. I've described it to people like if Nathan Fielder had directed The Jinx. I just think it ends up it starts as this guy doing a profile of like a very eccentric writer weirdo. And it ends up being this like interesting dissection in the desi- the desire to be seen as the hero. But it, it never really ends up like in this 
mean territory there it always circles back to like understanding and kindness in a way that i didn't expect and the finale of it just ex- escalates brilliantly it's Jason Wolliner, the director, is the guy who directed the more recent uh, Borat movie, and I feel like you can feel a lot of that kind of influence here. But they just take this this guy who should never, who doesn't feel like he would ever occupy the universe where he's like the center of a project like this, and just run with how that would feel. I, I think it led to a lot of my biggest laughs of the year, and it's certainly one of the most unique series I've seen uh, at least this year. So I'll put Paul T. Goldman at my number seven slot. Art, I know this series made you a bit uncomfortable. The cringe is strong in this one, Amanda. You've warned me. (laughs) Uh, Art, what do you have at number seven on your list? Another Peacock series that I feel is going to be higher on yours. My one entry for Peacock here is... Poker face. poker face, yeah. 100%. Uh, I got that a bit higher this, on my like, list. Man, when this came out, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be, like, top five. What a strong year for TV. Mm-hmm. Poker face fires on all cylinders. I think every single episode, the way that they break it down to be kind of like a new case of this woman who, you know, is able to read people's poker faces mm-hmm. to the point where she's kind of solving, like, a different case every single episode is just fascinating. I can see seasons of this to come. Big Natasha Leone fan. Oh, Give me right. more appreciate it we're going to talk more about it in a little bit it it should be higher i can't mm-hmm. believe it's not stacked deer poker face on peacock please binge it that's such nice. a bingeable show mm-hmm. nice uh we'll get back to poker face shortly i'm sure uh amanda what's your number seven my number seven is my seven yeah uh i think you should leave so the netflix nice. hey. comedy sketch show I just like it. You know, I have fond memories of it. We have, like, friends who get together when it comes out. I miss this year's, but it's just one of those things. The show in general mm-hmm. has, like, fond memories, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I would be a zipline guy. Like, I go, if there's any, I'm going to show them, like, I'm in it to win it. I'm going to win, and there'd be a zipline. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> zipline. Fuck. The zip <laughs> yeah, I'd you know be, so be him. You know what's so funny about that one? Yeah. Is, is that's the first thing I thought of when the Tom Hanks niece uh, tantrum, yeah. did y'all see that bit? The yes, first thing I'm, I've thought of when, yeah. they, when that went viral was the zipline. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a video about that, just that one episode. Because for one, the show seems fake. So I was it's like, crazy. it's a real show. And then just the yeah. clip itself, I was like, oh, I can use, I just made an entire thing about Fast and Furious. I can use a little, a little quickie. <laughs> yeah. Levity. Put, put the zipline bit in there, bro. Yeah, that's I, funny. I, I, I am. I'm favorite? like, it's like, the zipline bit, I there's some really good ones, but that one's up there just because like it resonates. I'm like, I would, I, for one, the reality thing, I'm a little bit too entrenched in it right now because yeah. people are enjoying it. And then yeah. two, it's just like, I fucking love a zipline. Like fucking, <laughs> country, I fucking love a good zipline. I would be Dude, that guy. I like Hawaiian shirts too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the, exactly. the doggy door bit. That's the one that got me yes. the hardest this yeah, year. Yeah, doggy door is good. Oh my God. Mine's oh. the drive through one. Ooh. 55 burgers, 55 shakes. I love, no, um, have you seen I, the, they're they're combining it with the, with the, um, combining with it with the beef? from the bear? Yeah, the bear, sorry, the bear. Yeah. 55 burgers, yes, chef! <laughs> uh, it's so good. Uh, um, it's so good. I, I ended up putting I think you should leave in my honorable mentions just because I think this fair. was a really, really strong year of TV. It's, but it is very a strong, strong year. Yeah, uh, I still love that show. Tim Robinson is so, so funny. He is. 
my number six is a show I definitely expected to be higher, but again, it is a strong year mm-hmm. for TV. I'm putting Barry's final season at number six wow. on my list. Uh, Bill Hader's Let's show go. has just evolved in a re- really fascinating way from uh, absurd comedy with moments of, of hubris and drama to a full-on drama that has these flashes of comedy here and there. Uh, this season, definitely, you can feel his furthering interests in expanding his voice as a director. I, I saw somebody on Twitter had said uh, that you can chart the show from a guy who is really interested in writing to a guy who becomes really interested in directing. And those last few episodes Ooh. are so, like, such, like, tonally uh, assured pieces you know he he has this ominous unsettling vibe throughout that even when like the show will lean towards the comedy it never really leaves that uncomfortable feeling that uh permeates throughout the show uh, it's also just like a fantastically acted show what's among the best my favorite casts on television and the the finale itself the final episode was incredibly bold and incredibly dark like the one of the stronger finales to a show i'd seen particularly uh given that it's a show that was um, subject to having some bad fans in like the Breaking Bad rooting for Walter White kind of way. And Mm -hmm. I think he kind of very definitively said what he feels about not only this character, but how people should feel about this character, how people should react to this character, and the ways in which media can be used to kind of twist the narrative around people like this character. So, Barry, it's a pretty incredible series. We've had a lot of meta-ness in movies and TV, and I think the way this one handled it, especially with certain mm-hmm. jumps that it makes in the fourth season, I like it's been sitting with me the best out of a lot of the... the you know, even Warner Brothers itself. I recall back to the Matrix moment where they're like, oh, the Warner Brothers executives want us to make another Matrix movie. It's like, oh, okay. This <laughs> one does it to a degree that, uh, in terms of dramas, um, just works so well. Um, yeah. Take a little tangent here. Do you remember Lil Wayne when he made that rock album? Yeah. Yes. And everyone was like, what the heck is this? And now like Lil Uzi Vert, who is a descendant of that album, has now taken it to the umpteenth degree. Everyone is so concerned about, is Barry still a comedy? Wait, why is it too dramatic? And they can't handle it. And in five, ten years time, the descendants of Barry are going to make mm-hmm. something that may not even be as good as Barry, but will finally be appropriate for the people because of what the show was able to plant the seeds for. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he does next. Uh, I like the bit that you said about how comfortable he is in directing because your know, last season's direction. Oh, it's it. Yeah, he's on another level now, and uh, I, I love the bit that they did at the end about how it all wraps up within yeah. the story of a story. It, it's really good. Uh, and Sarah it, Goldberg, shout out one of my favorite. It's continued to be one of my favorite supporting performances uh, in TV, and uh, I hope she gets a nom. Yeah, it'll be one of the all-time overlooked performances if she doesn't end up with a Emmy nomination after after this season. Uh, yeah, she's so good. The show's so good. Uh, but that was my number six art. What did you put at number six on your list? You said you had no Netflix shows, and I have one little Netflix show called Beef. A lot of beef in uh, two two shows that I have on here. Uh, it is a story of two people who find themselves connected after road rage and mm-hmm. then end up 
bonding because of all of the issues and problems that they have with each other. This was another one that was at South by uh, that premiered a couple of episodes there. And it is a miniseries, if I'm not mistaken. It's on Letterboxd, 351 minutes of two people whose problems create more problems. But there is performances within this that I think stand out a lot. Uh, Steven Yoon's church scene. Mm. That's when I knew this was going to be cemented for me as uh, one of the best shows. Um, and e- even Ali Wong, I think when you and I discussed that you preferred Ali Wong, you said that she was more of the standout. And I, I can't even argue with that because mm-hmm. there are certain points towards the second half where you see how detrimental they are to themselves and, and the ripple effects of that. There's even an episode towards the end that I know a lot of people kind of fall off on the show because uh, it's it all takes place in one setting and... As depressing as it is, I thought the conversations within there is is kind of the climax to what it was all building up to between the two of them. Um, there's a lot of garbage that then was attached to the show as well, yeah. which is very disappointing. And uh, I think that there's a lot to fix within that. But uh, as a standalone show, I highly recommend it for its performances and what it's talking about. Beef on Netflix. Yeah, I had this one in my honorable mentions too. You know, I, I both of their performances are are great. I think we were maybe. Uh, we've had more chances to see Steven Yeun do like incredible stuff, but this mm. is probably the best role that Ali Wong has been given. I like her a lot, True. but she's given so much to do with this character that it was cool to see her push herself to these places and be so so compelling in them. Like she's a she's a real star. I, I'd love to see yeah. her get uh, more opportunities like this going forward. Amanda, what do you have at your number six? Um, I think I messed up my order a little bit, but I'm fine with this being here. Yeah. Um, platonic. Nice. Um, one of the okay, intercuties mentioned it the other day. Another honorable inter- mention for me too. Yeah. One yeah. of the intercuties mentioned it the other night and I was like, well, that's an easy fast one to get through. Yeah. And I like both of these actors and I thought it was really charming. Like you look up, I don't know what's up yes. with Google reviews lately. Google reviews is like just a slew of one stars and a slew of five. I can't take it seriously anymore. I yeah. don't know what's going that's on funny, there. Though. People are just flooding everything with those but uh, i thought it People was like really fun i <laughs> know but yeah it's basically about these like platonic friends these they had mm-hmm. like you know a uh, pr- pretty strong friendship until you know one of like seth rogan's character is getting married and she doesn't you know rose byrne doesn't like the wife i guess and then they have a falling out because of it and then turning on for the divorce of seth rogan because apparently that girl wasn't so great <laughs> them kind of rekindling their their friendship and connection and just like the dynamic of like they're platonic but maybe they still are a little bit too close just for like where they are at this stage in their life but just it's funny it's charming i know some people are like seth rogan always plays the same thing but like you know what if it ain't broke don't fix it if that's yeah. why you want seth rogan to be in something that's why you want seth rogan to be in something yeah. a lot of people just do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I, I really like Rose Byrne and it was really nice to see her. Yes. Like in a fully committed, like comedic role. Like she has some of her other moments in the show, but really just kind of letting her cut loose and not just having to be the one yeah. that's like, oh, I guess I'll have to be a little bit more reserved here while the person I'm acting across is the really ridiculous one. She has more of her moments to like shine through. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I really liked it. It's really, really charming, really cute, nice breezy comedy. A cut loose is the appropriate phrase there because it really does feel like just a chance to ease in and relax and have a little fun. Like my favorite scene in the whole series is when they're all at the bar uh, doing special skills because it has like absolutely (laughs) no relevance to the plot whatsoever. But it's just just like all of these... 
so all good. these very funny people just doing very silly things together. And it's it's a good vibe. The show is a great mm-hmm. vibe. Uh, it's yep. a great hangout. That's what TV's supposed to be. It's a hangout. Exactly. So uh, I had it in my honorable mentions. Art, you said you had it in yours too. I shouldn't know that episodes release on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's how much I, we look forward to it. We love that show. Yeah. We think it's, it's hilarious. It's fun. <laughs> They're great in Neighbors. Neighbors 1 and 2. The way yes. they were able to play off of each other was so good. So, like, seeing yes. them here, it, it just, I, I think everyone yeah. fires on all cylinders. And there's a lot of uh, actors from Bros in this yeah, as well. Yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, Guy that Branham and Luke McFarlane, yeah. 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 Fascinating. And, and they're really good in it. So, uh, I, too, would highly recommend this show. Uh, it was one of the four honorable mention comedies that I have. So, there's one left. But great pick, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> We'll see if we get to them in the top five. But first, we'd like to thank the Intercutie patrons, those Ooh. wonderful people who support the show. Our Academy level members are Tushar, Cademan, Connor, Josh, May, Ricky, Joe, Janicia, Tyler, and Benji. And of course, a big thanks to the producer level patrons who are Yudin Veer, Sam, and Wiley. Thank you again for all the support and a reminder that you too can become a member at patreon.com slash intercutpod where you can sign up for benefits like early access to intercut episodes, our outlines, access to private channels on the intercut discord, and an invitation to the monthly patron Google meetings over patreon.com slash intercutpod pod you know i i did a poll over on the intercut community tab and 37 percent of the people who voted said that succession was their favorite uh tv show of the year so far we got 25 percent of the vote for last of us and another 17 percent for the one that you just picked art beef uh those were the most popular choices among the inner cuties so some good taste in the audience no love is blind there. love Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, and unfortunately, nothing for Love is Blind, but 9% for Abbott Elementary. I don't know if that will come up a little bit later. I haven't caught up with season two yet, but it's, real, it's a real mm. good show. Yeah. I had that in my honorable mentions. But one that You know, I don't have not... a tie here, so I might find room for it. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Art, you got shrinking on your list, or you said it was an honorable mention? I, I have it at number five. That was an honorable mention. Ooh. Yeah, I got a number yeah. five. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I am a big mm. fan of Jason Siegel. I, I just generally enjoy him. And like you mentioned, Amanda, he's very much in that forgetting Sarah Marshall kind of like sad sack, but, lovable yeah. loser mold, except that love. he has this like, yeah, I, it's my favorite version of him. And he, I think <laughs> he something he something that he does particularly well is like ride the line of likability. Like his character gets himself into lots of scenarios where he, he's kind of, a, cr- yeah. he's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a failure. He kind of is a stupid person, but you, you still kind of end up on his side in the end You're because he does him. seem so endearing and so sweet and g- genuinely good hearted. And I think the, the show, he kind of embodies the ethos of the show, which is this really like humanistic, like well-intentioned look at how we can help the people around us. And whether that's through therapy or just through friendships and uh, being in close proximity to other people, like there, there's good you can do, you know, this is the show uh, that kind of, I think took that belt away from Ted Lasso. And it's not surprising that it has a mm-hmm. lot of the same writers as the better seasons of Ted Lasso did. So I will yeah. go ahead and put shrinking on number five on my list. I found out that the reason Harrison Ford is on the show 
was oh. because Phoebe Waller-Bridge introduced him to Brett Goldstein. Oh. And oh. that's how he ended up doing Shrinking. Yeah, because it seems like a very weird thing for Harrison Ford to do. There you go. Right? 100%. You know? And now he's saying that it's one of his favorite things that is keeping him in why. acting. Why he doesn't want to retire. So I can see yeah. why. And it's he's... like when your whole career has been action yeah. acting and like these high profile things and you're kind of laying to rest characters that you love and didn't love so much but other people do. Uh, I can see why you think your career is over. But like having the door open to do something that's a little bit like, well, significantly more grounded but still good mm-hmm. and impactful. Why the fuck not? Yeah, you know he's Red Hulk. He's pretty incredible in, in uh, this he series, is, yeah. and it's really nice to see him in this kind of like curmudgeonly but like yeah. sweet role. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right, Shrinking's my number five. Art, what is your number five? My favorite Prime show of the year. We Ooh. went out there in line at South by where a lot of South by premieres, dude. We went out in line to go get some bucket hats. For the so new jealous. version of American Psycho, in my opinion, Swarm. Ooh. From the mm. mind of Donald Glover and several other people who worked on Atlanta, it is a series about fandom taken to the next level, obviously influenced by the Beehive themselves. <laughs> but Dominique Fishback. Checking in here, making sure. The real yeah. deal. Favorite performance in TV from an mm-hmm. actress. Honestly, actor in general there are expressions on her face when she's going around doing what she's doing that i thought nah bro there's so much going on there it's shot on film so it captures every crisp moment we cut all screeners which are not even in 1080 and it still looked incredible there are Mm -hmm. moments in this show that just catch you off guard there is i'm just gonna say elements to it without saying what type that i thought were really interesting appearances that I think are standouts in terms of uh, future categories of who should be nominated Mm -hmm. and just surprises all around. I highly recommend this show. I think it is a very good character study. Really gets into the psychology of a person, especially Mm. with episodes that kind of showcase why she is the way she is. Dominique Fishback, freaking killing it this year. And again, I'm surprised it's not higher, but it's a stacked year. I got to highly recommend Swarm. I've seen Dude, like so one good. episode, but I was a little hurt that I didn't make it to get a bucket hat. So I was like, <laughs> felt, felt I couldn't. It reminds I, you I every time you try to put the show on. I you know it does. Hat. I'm like, I missed out on all the cool swarm merch. <laughs> no, all I have is a Daisy for, Jones in the six. Yeah, I got the jacket. No, but you got the, yeah, you got the jacket for. <laughs> I got the jacket. <laughs> you got the jacket. That was the best one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Daisy Jones. Did anyone finish that one? That's another prime. No. Prime one. Nope. No. No, I did not. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the drinks, Daisy Jones, though. That's awful. Yeah. I uh, I put Swarm in my honorable mentions, as you mentioned, it's a stack year, but it, that, that is a really enjoyable show. Uh, not that any of us is a rabid stan, but Art, if you were going to go full Dre on somebody, who, who do you think you would stand for? Like an artist? Who's your favorite artist? Or, like, director? Whatever you want. I'm a big inner cutie, so I think uh, I think I'd go crazy for the podcast. It's <laughs> nice of you. I don't think I have anybody like that. Uh, Viola yeah. Davis, I'll say that. There you go. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, Amanda, how about you? Uh, what's your number five? I think I'm going to go with The Last of Us. Nice. Um, okay. Because like, I love this show and everything it did I think it did as close to perfect as you could hope for it to do. It fleshed out some really nice things. So you might be wondering, well, why isn't it higher? Because it didn't do enough. 
it, it's like <laughs> my biggest complaint about the show is that it just needed to be more. You know, it, it felt mm -hmm. streamlined. It kind of felt like if someone was like, oh, shit, I got to watch. I got to get through this story really fast. Can you edit me down uh, like a Cliff Notes copy is kind of almost <laughs> how it felt in certain areas. Like, give me more tension with like clickers. Give me more moments where there's like the threat of the world as well as the threat from the people. Um, yeah, just give me just give me a little bit more because it's like nine episodes, but only like eight of them actually have to do with the characters that we're following and need to be invested in. Um, yeah. And not and that that episode that isn't focused on them is still great. And it ties into their story and their progression. So it's fine. It's just I know I'm talking about reasons why it's not great, but it's because I have an entire video about it. So I'm just talking about like the thing that's stopping it from being higher on my list, even though right. I have the remaster sitting pretty right behind me. Dude, yeah, because it's, it's crazy. It's a show that we all really, really enjoyed. And I think because we all have a familiarity with the property because of the video games, uh, we all came into it maybe with certain expectations or certain hopes for it. And particularly, yeah. Amanda, I think you're talking about the the feeling that the the series doesn't give you that the game really can that mm -hmm. you're like living with these characters and evolving mm -hmm. with these characters partially just because of the amount of time you're allowed to spend on a video game that TV doesn't necessarily uh, allow for um, yeah. so m maybe arts being the the less impartial one than you and I because we put it lower on our, our lists but like it's great stuff we're not complaining yeah. about how they did it we maybe just want I agree fuller just or, more, bit or more yeah. It's at four, so let's let's just wrap up the conversation here so I don't have to bring it up for yeah. mine. mine. It's going to be right up next at four. I agree with you guys. There should be more clickers. There yeah. should be... Uh, you should be able to get deeper into the characters just by a little bit. Uh, I, for one, think that the, the finale could have gone harder, yeah. and it felt mm -hmm. like montages of the violence, and I don't think people understand how violent the show needs to be. Yeah. Especially when you get to part two, Violence plays a pivotal role. You cannot yep. shy away from that. I know a lot of people think that, you know, showing too much blood ends up getting into the level of, like, torture porn or such. But there is also a reason to get that gratuitous. Um, and I, it has me worried, like a man was saying, that if they're not willing to go this far for the tame version of these two parts, then how are you going to handle this, th th this next one? Yeah, so, and I really... I still liked it. A lot of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I still like it. And I really need them to not get caught up on the hype of certain characters and people portraying certain characters. They need to yeah. let things play out let as they ride. need to play out. They need to, they need to but do like it. Said, we're, we're, we're big fans of the, of the game. So we know yeah. the potential that it can be. So we're seeing mm -hmm. like, I, at what point are you letting the game kind of fill in the gaps for you? And at that point, right. it's a great series on its own, but you are kind of letting what we know about it. Yeah. Make it exactly. better. So yeah. Um, still top five for me though. Yeah. Big fan. Definitely. Uh, Amanda had The Last of Us at number five. Art at number four. I had it down at number nine. Uh, but let's move on to my number four, I think we're at. Um, and that's the other two, season three, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later with Arturo. So uh -huh. he just told us you his number out, four Amanda. was... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other people. <laughs> the other Sorry. three. Oh. No, I'm just... Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay, I will. Uh, yeah, so now it's my number four. Yeah, back to Amanda. Uh, I'm going to put the beef here, actually. Nice. Um, yeah, I, you know, a lot of the stuff that kind of started coming out about the show after put a damper on it. But, like, mm -hmm. I, you know, caught it before any of that stuff really started coming out. And 
I thought it was just really incredible television and the characters are just played so well and just right from the get-go this the like the stress you can feel coming off of especially like Steven Young's character like right from the get-go you just like feel it and like the yeah. tension and that like last thread in your brain left before it's about to snap and uh yeah, and then of course Ali's great, but I like that first episode comes on so strong. Like once you realize why he has all the hibachi grills, and you're like, "Whoa, okay." And it's like, you know, I just I just think they handle it so well as it just kind of like weaves through this and all yeah. the different things happening. And it, again, it really doesn't. It's a very different role for Stephen Yoon particularly. Like they're making him this like very unliked. Um, kind of semi-greasy weirdo, you know, and it's and you kind of get the progression through that. And I, I always like it when characters kind of or actors step awesome. outside what you're used to seeing them as, or especially where you've been seeing them recently, because he's done some like mm -hmm. a lot of really prestige things, you know, Minari, you know, he's been up there, and now it, that was just such a harsh detour from like right. the character that we how I'm used to seeing him. So I don't know, I, I really I really liked it. Uh, the creator of the show, Lee Sung Jin, has said that he's uh, exploring ideas for a second season, although nothing has been officially announced. Would either of you be be interested or, or disappointed if they announced a second season? Just because it, it feels like a fairly complete yeah. arc with the show. Yeah, yeah that makes no sense it, to you me. Know? Leave, leave it, it, I guess. One of the most well effective things that it did. Yeah, leave well it was enough able alone, to get... take the money, make something new. Yeah, yeah the, the, like when it gets road rage down... It, he, it's it, it gets you there. It when yeah. he has these highs, you feel that there is a sequence yeah. where it involves someone realizing something about electricity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That just the, the the defeatedness of it. I don't like. I've never been through what the characters have gone through, but I can feel what the characters yes. have gone through. The range of emotions totally. that they were able yeah. to get from Ooh. the actors was fantastic. I want to see more, but like I don't need to see more. What about from a beef, beef anthology series? Okay. I would be more okay with Talk that. Talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Let's go that That'd way. That'd be okay with that. Yeah. Hey, do any of y'all mix up the bear and beef? Because I, I sometimes call today, the bear yes. Mr. The beef. beef because that's the restaurant that they film at. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Your four-letter B shows. Yeah. 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 Fucking me up. It's hard out there. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into the top threes, I guess, next uh, with I my number Spons. three. Uh, Poker Face, which Art, you already had at number seven? Mm-hmm. Mine's further uh, down. Oh, did you mention already? No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, it's further coming up. up. It hasn't, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. All right, cool. So I'll hold off on a second. Let's go back to Art for his number three. I'll hold off at Succession Season 4. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, Amanda, what do you have at number three? The Bear, Season 2. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we're going to talk about... <clears throat> that as well <laughs> yeah okay we'll wait then we'll wait we're just not That's talking just about number threes right <laughs> we're not now. talking about no, no number threes <laughs> number right. two, Zach? Uh, my number two maybe let's get to the to it now succession season four amanda do you have it higher or it's my two succession's my two all right so let's talk about it now look I, I really struggled between choosing the show Whoa. that I think intellectually is the best on TV versus the okay. one that I had the most emotional and visceral response to. And I'm ultimately going with putting the show that I think had the best writing, the best acting, the best production of the design second, which which I don't <laughs> feel great about, honestly. No, I fair. don't feel I great about it. You're not um, going to sleep comfortable tonight, man. My one and I'm, two I'm have not. been doing this. My one and two have been doing this. Yeah, and maybe wow. I'll, I'll flip it. 
when we get to the end of the gear and I'm able to sit with my number one a little bit longer and maybe revisit my number two again. Um, I thought the final season of Succession was absolutely brilliant. One of the best mm -hmm. final seasons of television we've ever got. I know absolutely. there are people who are disappointed with it. I don't agree with those people. I think the show <laughs> uh, became fully realized in its final season. It, it delivered on its promise to be a show about Succession, to pass the reins on. And even if like there is like a Logan Roy-sized hole in the show for the final few episodes, it's one that is central to the drama of the show. And, and uh, no show, I think, has writing that is so more precisely crafted than this one. It's able, its ability to sort of reflect our world back, but also uh, satirize it and just kind of expose these people as clowns that have the responsibility of like the world economy in their at their fingertips. I, I, I'm endlessly fascinated by the show, and it is brilliantly put together. And there's absolutely no reason that it shouldn't be at number one on my list. But but it's still going to be at number two. Uh, Amanda, you also have Succession at number two. Yeah, What have I you agree. enjoyed about this show? Mine's just been bouncing back and forth. I just think like it, it's like everything about this show is firing on all cylinders. This is the type of show that is primed for failure. It's the type of show that's primed for strong outing and then you don't know how to figure out your ending or commit to your ending. And Succession did it. It felt like it had a purpose and an idea in place and how it was going to go. Um, it's got pretty much everything you need. It's got the drama. It's got really high stakes emotions. I think it really handles how rich kids with that kind of dad would kind of develop and grow into adults. And they handle that really well, I find, without turning them into like caricatures. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you've got people like Greg that are just, you know, there. But you also know, even if he, sees, he seems absurd, you know that there's people like that that want to be the leech, that want to be the like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm your cousin, man, you know? <laughs> like, they're there. So I think it is just fantastic. The performances are all amazing. Um, even just hearing some of them talk about it outside the show, like, I watched uh, Jeremy Jeremy's um, um, 10 Things I Can't Live Without on GQ, and he is just... <laughs> yeah. The man is on a certain level and like how much he doesn't, he doesn't do the full method, but the way that he gets and becomes his characters and sees them as actualized humans, yeah. you can see that they're reflect in the performance. Yeah, and people like to make fun of the, the, the dramaturgically yeah. thing, but yeah. it's like this guy who cares about his craft that much yeah. is giving you the best performance on TV. Like ma exactly maybe he's the it. kind of guy who should be using words like dramaturgically. He should be. And then and he, you know? years from now, they're going to look back and be like, oh, you know, he was always good. And they were the ones talking the most smack right now. That's exactly yeah. it. And it's like, I'm fine with it because to me, it shows like a real care to a craft. And I just always really like yes. listening to people who are very passionate about what they do. Talk about what they do and Absolutely. why they do it and how they do it. And I feel like you see that. And, you know, it's one thing to talk out your ass and then give a bad performance like fucking Jared yeah. Leto and every other <laughs> method actor there is out there. There's more. He's just the most recent one that comes to mind. And then the people that like take it seriously, but don't make it everyone else's problem. But yeah, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I think the show in general is really good. Uh, the kids all really stand out. Uh, all the arcs have been great. And I really liked Skarsgård. You know, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. So it was fun to see him in this. And yeah, uh, it's it really is a show that TV. is just it should be my number one, probably. But and maybe by the end of the year, it will be again. But I feel like I haven't sat with it quite long enough for me to. But yeah, Succession season season four. So Amanda and I had it at number two. Art, you had it way down at number three. Why do you hate Ridiculous. Succession? 
damn near an honorable mention at that point. So damn low. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, it's ridiculous. I, I wanted it more. I feel like the last season could have been extended. I felt like I, we I needed agree. just more character moments with them. Like, there's no filler to me in the show. It's, it's like, like Zach the last said, of us, yeah. kind you of. said. Yeah, it's this idea of, like, I want to live in this world more. And look, I, it's crazy that I'm saying, like, I wanted more fat, less trimming. But, like, it really was just paced so quickly mm-hmm. that I, yeah i wanted it i wanted it to to be extended but then at the same time i'm like no but the episodes were so packed action packed yeah. without really any action the yeah. election episode oh that's gonna age like fine wine right yes it is fine wine which yes, you hold until you need that information to be smashed on someone's <laughs> head the quotables are insane i i am <laughs> one who did feel like you know everyone always holds wes anderson to like oh he's aware of what he does his shtick I did kind of feel that for the succession writers. I think you see them go do other things. And uh, and I, I do wonder how much of them, like, they knew the moments that were going to be gifts. Mm-hmm. I, Zach and I disagree on that, on that a little bit. Um, I wanted the ending to hit a little bit more. I just wanted to see what was going to come next. Again, none of those are bad things because I do think in due time it's going to sit well. I, 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 I'm going to like it more. But I just find these other two that are above to be impeccable in ways that we're about to talk about right now. Oh, also, also, for Jeremy, y'all heard about that Brian Cox bit where he's, like, always jealous about the co-stars who he really respects? Yeah. And now they're showing how, like, he keeps kind of looking down at him. And that just shows you how much respect Brian Cox has for him. So I want Jeremy to do so many more things that Succession is just another bit in his IMDb. I really hope for that for him. He's great. He deserves it. He's a fantastic actor. All right. So Succession, Art's number three, my number two, Amanda's number two. Let's go back to Art for his number two. Zach hated it when I said it. But my favorite HBO show is the one I've been quoting the most. The other five, as Amanda knows it by. This <laughs> is a series that I think has been so... And it's been so self-referential. Many times we have these jokes that are made from the outside looking in. These are jokes on the inside looking inner. Like, it is mm-hmm. just the funniest season that they've had from all three. And y'all know that I'm a big comedy fan. And I don't need it to be drama first. We were kind of discussing whether Succession... Is a comedy mm. or is it the drama? Are we going in there to quote more of the funny stuff or is it really those dramatic turns? And I do think that Succession balances it. It does. The other two is a comedy. But damn, does it find these really good performances. Like Zach put in one of, the, one of our weekly picks. These are the crappiest people alive. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm a oh, sicko, wow. I guess, because of Bo and, and Sick of Myself, which I had <laughs> in our top ten movies. I just like the honesty of people yeah. who are willing to showcase the worst parts of them because then I think that's when you get to showcase the better parts, maybe not in themselves, but of the people around them. Um, the way it goes at the industry is the best. We had talked about it with Barry. Nobody beats this because they're not just making fun of Warner Bros. They take, <laughs> they take shots at everybody. And because of that, it's so high on my list because I have not quoted anything more than this. And people seem to be quoting this more than they even watch it. So Amanda, if you ever have free time, do yourself a favor and watch the other two it is hysterical, and it turns out that it just wrapped with three seasons. So that's yeah, it. <laughs> we we just are finding out that it is uh, 
ending its Justin. run, unfortunately, in uh, the series finale. As I thought it was a season finale, but apparently series finale is publishing just now. So uh, yeah. that that sucks for you and I, who really enjoyed this show. And also because yeah. I feel like season three is the best it's ever been. It's really just Easily. hitting in terms of the cultural commentary. You know, it. the thing is that lots of lots of comedies make fun of things that are like hateful and deserving targets. This is a show that really just has it out for anything and anybody. It's it's putting its finger on things <laughs> that you maybe ha- sort of feel but never articulated and it's so it sometimes it just feels so cruel and unnecessarily mean but it doesn't in a funny enough way that it's totally justified, at least yes, in my sir. eyes. Um and another thing I'll say for it is that you know, we something that's obviously cool is that we live in an era where there are all these um, shows and movies that are rep are discussing like upper underrepresented groups. And a lot of times I find that the discussion of those under underrepresented groups is very surface level. It's not stuff that is like a revelation to most people, but I find that the other two is consistently finding like incisive, like interesting nuances into gay culture that are like actually things that are exciting to see commented on and joked about. And it's just that ability to, to see the world around around you and then like reproduce it and also make it funny is something that is so strong on this show so did you say gay I, culture I, yeah i said yeah. gay culture that's all you had to tell me <laughs> um, i didn't want to spoil it for you amanda but <laughs> just wait till you watch the show okay. on top of that, uh, the okay. mental health i know zach made a mention of yes. this for one of the last episodes no 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 the way Zach was putting it, it's like we're barely getting like Ted Lasso going to the White House to talk about mental health. Uh, What's the point past that? This right. show isn't about letting you know about something. It's so inside of that culture and is making fun of virtue signaling. It knows what you're already thinking about the subject and trying to get to the honest. And like Zach said, almost rough parts that it seems mean. To the point mm-hmm. that it's ruffled some feathers, but that's exactly why I love it. And I think the show the show has ball I wanna say balls, but I know that it already used an episode where you're not supposed to say certain Guts. words only for it to end it in a certain way. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um a really, really revelatory. Is that show. Your watch list? Yeah, I stuck it to my desk. <laughs> can't forget can't forget about it. No, we had a whole thing because apparently they've been telling me to watch this for three years. And every time I see it on like it, it, when I'm looking up like shows I should be catching up on, it shows up. And I'm like, there's already three seasons. What is this show? And apparently you all have been telling me about it for three years. We began it's the so podcast by talking about it being wrapped and canceled. And Amanda's like, that's an interesting show. I should add it on my watch list. And I'm like, Amanda, you've been on this show where we mentioned it. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, I gave you so many hints, and I'm like, I don't know what you mean, oh. and you're like, you said the name of the show, and I was like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so I tune in at the end of the year. you on Monday. It's where Thursday. Amanda reviews the other people over on <laughs> Netflix. Uh, we'll we'll really get good. back to Amanda's like thoughts on the other two sometime in the next decade. <laughs> Sounds right. We're, we've got uh, just the number ones left, I guess. I guess. Is it the same? There's no way. You and I have the same Mine's number not. one, and it's number Amanda's number three. Yeah, my my yeah, the bear is my number three. Yeah, so uh, my number one is the bear, and I'm pretty sure that's art, uh, yours as well, Art. So you want to kick us off? What? Why is or the bear? Or do the we want to do my number so one and then do the bear? Should we do mine? Oh, should we get yeah, my number you know one out of the way? Go for it. 
That's cool. Poker we'll give face. the bear the anchor slot. Oh, yeah. Poker face number one. Dave. Oh, Had the Dave, funniest cameos good, of the year. I heard good things about Dave. That was my um, fourth comedy. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I think I in the... In somewhere in there, it got lost that I had Poker Face number three on my list as well. So let's talk about oh, your number one and my number three, Poker okay. Face. I think it's so goddamn creative. I think it yeah. maybe fumbles the ending a little bit. I really? Think maybe. Like, I might have to think I about it. So, but like, but... yeah, I feel like it's like it's so strong. And I am really not someone who likes like anthology based shows it's why like the mandalorian really lost me where it's just like every episode a new adventure mm. but with her it works because it's just the way they weave the shows together the episodes and just like her thing it's so fucking good and creative mm -hmm. and filmed so well like it really just shows like why ryan johnson is that bitch you know like <laughs> he knows what he's doing he does these things incredibly well and he's just he's he's like kind of showing that like oh yo the whole mystery thing like that's you know I, that's not just the thing i do with these knives out movies i can do all sorts of different things and keep you like really engaged and keep it interesting uh going long term and i thought it was so good it helps that it's natasha leone she is mm -hmm. just a gem she's fantastic i i've loved her for years and i'm so glad that like the rest of the world seems to love her too and she keeps getting the chance to do these really creative and fun shows um but yeah i i think it's so good it's so good i blew through this show yeah. so quickly like because i waited till it was all out and then i was just like binging it because it was so good in like yeah. a single day we were re-watching episodes yeah like it's so good just to like re-watch things because you'll catch so many little yeah. details or if you know it, as long as you're paying attention you'll be rewarded while you're watching it you'll be like oh my god that's why that thing blah, blah, blah. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. so insanely creative and i just love that they're able to kind of mostly wipe the slate clean and move forward uh mm -hmm. week to week but it's also gifted with this incredible rotate rotation of guest stars that some of the best guest stars yes. of any show on this show yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly structured show. I love that every episode kind of introduces you to the world and then uh, you find out where Natasha Leone's character has been for all of it. It's just a premise that keeps giving you more and more opportunities for st fun stuff. So it, to me, it's a show that could go on for as long as they feel oh, motivated to make it, as long as they yeah. have ideas. Please. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I also, like, love the idea of even just, like, watching three, forgetting about it, and then revisiting it. It's, you know, not necessarily a show that needs to be, like, binge-watched, but it's such a pleasant treat when you know you have a couple there uh, waiting for you. Uh, my favorite one of the first season was Exit Stage Death. Uh, that one particularly I thought was hilarious, but, you know, there's... Uh, everybody I've talked to has a different favorite episode from the season because there's so many good ones. I think, Art, you were saying you liked... Uh, the one towards the end, uh, was it Escape from, or was it the, well, which was, was the one with uh, the Phil Tippett-like guy? Who the heck's Phil Tippett? Yeah, I don't know. Is that, that what his name is? The one with the uh, puppets. The puppets? Which one was the puppets one? Dude, was it Escape that. from Ship Mountain, or was that? That's like, that's before? episode nine. That's the second No, I think it was the, the Orpheus Syndrome. That was that one. Uh, with Alina's the special favorite. effects artist. Oh yeah, That's I, favorite. I like that one. I like the one too. in the nursing home. That one I think was the great. one in the nursing oh. home. Is with uh, yeah, the, was it Judith Light? 
the with the I couple, think? yeah, the the two yeah, and Isabel the Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think her performance in there at the end, uh, from Natasha, is yeah. mm-hmm. so good. So good. Incredible Amanda? show. So good. I don't even know which one my favorite it ended up being. I, I do actually really like Escape from Ship Mountain. That one is like, what mm-hmm. the fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I do really like the one where, where they're in the, the old folk zone because like, I did not expect so the good. direction that that one was going to go yeah, in. And so it's like good. rare for me to kind of be caught. Like I'm watching black mirror this year and I'm like, it's going to be that mm-hmm. is, yeah, there it is. Okay, yep. cool. Let's move on. But yeah, this one, it shocked me how much it got me. Like how many times I was like, Oh my Genuinely God. surprising. Yeah. So and big, big fan yeah. of that. Yeah. Very cool show, Poker Face. It's uh, Amanda's number one, my number three. And Art, you had it way down at seven. How dare you? But uh, There's something wrong with me. <laughs> let's get back to your number one, The Bear, as well as mine. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, let's talk about your number one. The Bear <laughs> season two came in full throttle. Amanda, have you, you said you did. You you got it at number three, right? Yes. My, yeah. Uh, no, my, yeah, my number three. Yeah. The performances in this have elevated to a whole other level. Uh, look, season one talked about how uh, the food culture in terms of restaurants and such has been uh, like shifted because of the show. And now all of the normies kind of know all the behind the scenes that have happened there. Look, I, I worked in fast food. I worked in restaurants where I put in the, uh, the, st- the, the, the flat stove in. We were like doing it from scratch. So... I know exactly what it's like to be on a line. I know exactly what it's oh, like damn. to have to cut up stuff in the backgrounds, how uh, how quick it can be and how much the tensions rise. We've talked about other movies like Boiling Point, where it's a long take about a uh, fine dining restaurant. Uh, one of my favorite games is Overcooked. I use that to de-stress. So this show is so up my alley. I know that people cannot handle the anxiety that this, yeah. that this causes. But to me, it just makes it feel so real. Um, mm-hmm. This is a season that is able to replicate a lot of the things that season one got right in terms of its characters, in terms of the oneers that they do in here as well. Um, mm-hmm. But as Zach and I were talking about in one of our last weekend watches, the ability to showcase not just creativity, but people learning uh, mm. without getting yelled at, without uh, feeling questioned, but to be able to have that curiosity to want to know what makes the dish work, to want to know. Uh, there's one episode with Cousin, and that's what I love the most. It's not even the people who you think would be the most curious, but the way that you see his passion be ignited when he thinks that what's his purpose in this restaurant. Again, The Bear is about a restaurant that is just selling, if you want to call it fast food, Italian beefs until an incident happens within the family-owned run restaurant. And Carmine, who worked at a Mission Star restaurant, comes back and finds a way in season two to kind of elevate it into a maybe also fine dining restaurant um, that you see all these people kind of up their game, people who don't want to sell sandwiches for the rest of their life, Mm -hmm. realize what the purpose is of not just a restaurant, but servitude and the way Mm -hmm. they're able to become a family. Ayo is just, this is the best thing she's been in. And it's not even the last thing she's going to be in this year Mm because it's one of y'all's favorite uh, movies that she's going to be in that's coming up. I I can keep talking guys. Tell me more. It's just, I don't know what y'all favorite part was this season, but it's so good. There, there is so much and a lot of it does really just come down. I, you know, I mentioned this in my con thing where there's just things like uh, another sh- movie that had to do with cooking that it's like, I thought this was going to be the most boring movie of the festival. Mm-hmm. And then it got me because you can tell when someone is filming something that with care 
And it's the same mm -hmm. idea here is that these people are at least acting as people who have a genuine care and passion for like what they're doing. Like I love all the scenes with uh, Buddy off with Will Poulter, you know, like just mm -hmm. learning all so these. Good. It's so here. good. It's yeah, it's all these like simple little moments that are just kind of like in the background of this like continuously elevating shitstorm that like they can't get out of. Um, and like, it's, I kind of was worried that I kept seeing all these new people being like added to the cast list, added to the cast list. And I was like, mm -hmm. are they going to overstep this thing? Spoiled. Ooh. I damn. had have spoiled because I, I was dumb enough to go on IMDb. And then I was still surprised by everybody else who was appearing and all of yeah. them at, yeah. they're all great ingredients to the, they big, are. To the big pot. That Cause they have you, I was on. worried. I was Did, like, are they, is it too much? Are they going to do too, too are much? Are they going right? to try to do too much? This but I'm like, something... no, they nail it. This is something that Succession is excellent at, but I didn't know that the bear was excellent at it too until this season. And that mm. they'll just add somebody in and it feels like they've been there the whole time. They're completely yes. on the vibe. You know who That's they it. are within an instant of them talking. And it's because mm -hmm. the show has such like precise vision of not only who these people are, but the world that they operate in, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Um, so and on top of that. Not only do they feel like they've been there the whole time, it informs the characters we've been following. We're like, oh, that's why yes, you are the way why. you are. That's yes. where you got it from. Bro, there is a performance, Ooh. a guest, right? Guest? I don't know what the category mm -hmm. would be. In the back. Just absolutely in the back. It is, oh, man. There is a dish Marcus showcases towards the end, and he names it. Ooh, and Oh. That tear had to go back inside my eyeball, bro. Yeah. He did not have to go so hard. I wonder what it was like when he read that in the script and he goes, oh, wow. I got one of the best scenes in oh. the in the season. Uh, yeah. And it's around. ultimately stuff like that that is why I ended up putting The Bear above Succession. Because I, I might think that Succession is, like, mm. the, the best show, but, like, I can't help but feel, like, my chest welling up and my eyes water for, like, 30-minute periods at a time anytime I click on a new episode of The Bear. I'm just, like, so... Uh, actively in my emotions and feeling the show and I can't really help but get overwhelmed by it like there's uh, without really spoiling the context around it there's a moment where an omelet is made towards the end of the season and you just watch the omelet get made and it's not something that should be like great TV but That's it just is so moving and perfect and and some of that I think is just that this show is really good at like delivering up the kind of stuff that like is is easy to easy to love and there's so much to uh be like i don't know th there's so much to feel uplifted by this like i think we can mm -hmm. all uh relate to to food and the acts of like preparation and service and working towards something greater than yourself but it, mm. it also like it it's a show that allows you to get on these characters sides and like believe in their cause and watch their struggles so that when you see them succeed like you feel almost like it's a part of you succeeding too because you believed yes. in them from the start yeah and there's so many moments this season where i, I don't know if it's maybe like the the indie fx show version of like fan service but if it is fan service i'm gobbling it up it's just <laughs> the, the smile on uh what's her name uh tina's face uh in that first episode is just like burned into my brain because of how good it made me feel uh it's an when incredible outside show and she gets asked yeah yeah yes yes and and i could talk more spoilers so... thematically but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so good. I got three yeah, things. One, Zach, where did you have uh, the other two? I put the other two in number four on my list. 
four succession, but we both had the bear at number one. My second thing is, do you think seeing the bear all in one go, something that we were kind of iffy with, and then succession weekly, seeing that the mm-hmm. one that you were able to binge and the one that was weekly, where they ended up, do you do you think it adds anything to the conversation of how we consume and watch these shows? Man, I ask you, you know, the same thing. I- I did try to pace out the bear a little, although I did go from the beginning to the end in probably like four or five days. So it's not exactly uh, comparable, like you said, comparable Mm. to Succession. The other thing with Succession is that it is a lot more to chew on. Those are all hour long episodes, some of them an hour and a half. Uh, they they are denser in terms of the things that they're commenting on and the scene shifts from week to week. You know, we're literally going from different sides of the globe uh, sometimes on that show. So they're kind of different animals. And I like uh, I like how Succession is episodic in a way that I like having more time to sit with it. I think Weekly works really well for Succession. And I think Weekly could work really well for The Bear, too. I agree. But Mm. it's also just, like, because it's such a viscerally appealing show, since you get so emotional watching it, there is something to just, like, letting the whole thing wash over you in one or two sittings. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always conflicted. I think week to week helps with the shows like longevity and the hype and building momentum and giving people a chance to feel like they can hop on before the next thing's there. But I feel like I enjoyed my, when I watched Succession for the first time, I didn't pick it up until season three was starting. So I got to just blow through one and two. And I really enjoyed that, even though I agree there is something to giving time for the episode to really make sure you're digesting everything that they're throwing at you because it's so just filled but then the bear two being the 30 minute episodes i do think it works maybe better in its favor to just let it all be out there um it's not really the type of show that you need to build the hype for week to week like it's not like i can't wait to find out what happens next week uh it really is just kind of like a journey with the characters and i you know you can choose to watch it kind of spaced out more or you can choose to watch it all in one go and i don't think it's really it won't like you won't feel left behind if you do it either way so I, mm-hmm. I just think it, it, it does maybe depend on the type of show, uh, the type of audience they're going for. Uh, and it, it's kind of going to be the constant debate. And I see benefits to, to both sides of it. My last bit was uh, since we've all seen Platonic, you know, the annoying brother-in-law who runs yeah. the bar. Yeah. He's in the bear as the guy who helps cousin at the restaurant. And remind and like teaches him what the whole point of servitude is, and I have never seen an actor oh just exactly so... go from that yeah. to this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Just to show two case very different there. sides of him. Oh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible. So good. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great show. Yeah. I'm really uh, glad that we'll be getting more of it. It seems. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I don't know. I, I I just loved watching that show so much. So uh, we will end up talking about the bear a lot more, I'm sure, on Intercut. Maybe we need to do a deeper dive into season two soon because there's so much good stuff there. Uh, but that's about all for our best TV of the year so far. Mm-hmm. If you can want to catch more from me, Zach Shevich, you can follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at Zshevich or check out my YouTube and TikTok channels at Multiplex Show. Amanda... Thanks for joining us. Where can people find more from you? You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Twitch, and probably some other places, all at Amanda the Jedi. Art, where can people find more from you? 
You can find me at Mr. Beef eating a nice, hot, and juicy Italian beef or virtually Wet, at LME Movies. <laughs> Wet, hot, just double dipped. Uh, at LME Movies mm. on all social medias, but every week here on the Intercut Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio version, but to the video feed as well. YouTube.com slash Pod, where you can catch our, our tired, yawning faces as Hungry. we break down the latest Hungry. in it. Yeah, yeah. I could use some dinner, too. I got a barbecue to get <laughs> to soon. Uh, find new episodes of Intercut every Monday. And please leave us a comment. Like the videos. Consider heading to iTunes to give us that much-requested five-star review and maybe leave us a comment what miniseries uh, we're all going to watch together when we do our road trip. Uh, shout out to our listeners in the United States for putting us on the film review podcast charts right here. Like our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok pages, all of them, including our Patreon, are available at Intricate Pod, as well as our Discord, which you can find a link to in the description of this episode, to get updates throughout the week from Art, from Amanda, from me, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, I love you, but you're not serious people. <laughs>